Hello, everyone. Welcome to Answering the Call here on the Elevation Radio Network. My name is William Hemsworth, and here on Answering the Call, we talk about people who have answered the call to get into ministry, and some of them on the program have been uh, pastors, authors, etc. Today, we have a very special guest. We have John Kramer. He runs the Lego Church Project, and it's a fantastic ministry of evangelization, uh, disability awareness, and John's going to tell us all about all the awesome things he's doing. John, how are you doing today? I'm not doing too bad. Thank you for having me. No, it's always a pleasure talking with you. And obviously, we've talked a lot before on other programs I've had. This is the first time here on Answering the Call. So for, for those who may not be familiar with your work, can you tell us a little about uh, who you are, your faith background, and what your ministry is? Well, I am an uh, active Catholic at Christ the Good Shepherd here in Saginaw, Michigan. And for the past... 23 years, I build giant Catholic-style parishes of my own design out of Lego bricks, which is those interlocking little pieces that are fun to step on. <laughs> and and I, I, I build these fairly realistically, about as close to uh, about as close as realism as you can get with Lego, but uh, still a lot of fun. And I sometimes take these on the road to different parishes and other events uh, in my region. Uh, and I do this as a disability ministry where I show that no matter what challenge or disability you face, God can steal your talents. Uh, in my case, I've got a malformed cerebral palsy, and this is how I share the faith. Awesome. And like you said, these designs are very intricate. I mean, they're amazing to look at. I love when you're on Twitter and you do those, uh, I don't want to call it photo bombs, but you, you share a lot of the pictures with what, what you're doing. How did you get started in this? Well, the... How I got started is when I was younger, I had friends who were into Lego and they were building these elaborate spaceships. I wasn't good at building spaceships. And what ended up happening is as I started working on these rudimentary buildings and they kind of turned into churches. When I did my first display at Mount Zion uh, Charismatic Community in Flushing, uh, that's when things kind of started developing into the project and then I did my first Christmas display back in 2003 at Christ the Good Shepherd, back when we were called St. Helens. And that's when things really kind of took off. And it went from a childhood idea into a full-blown uh, disability ministry. Wow. And you said you've been doing uh, 23 years, right? Yeah. 23 years you've been doing it. So what has been the evolution from like when you started up until now? When I originally started the project, I would build them in late winter. As the years have gone on, there was a slow transition period where it started a little bit earlier each year to the point now where I started uh, around end of January, early February. Uh, and some of that was kind of caused by a necessity of another situation that happened in our complex. But and it just it was just a time frame where I like the winter. I've got uh, beautiful windows where I can look outside and watching the snow fly and watching me work are two things I enjoy doing. Okay. Now, you you take these um, churches, you, you take them to various parishes around, around your area. What does that process look like? What's the process of setting up these displays like? Well... The project itself sits on a, on a plywood base, so it just takes two people to move it, set it up to a table, plug in the lights, 
And then from there, I get to engage with the people that are looking at the project. I'm pointing out things that they may not notice, or they'll point out things to me that they see. Uh, I have a lot of interesting figures sitting inside there from either from Optimus Prime to Lego Army Men. <laughs> uh, Tonight's of Columbus, there, there's kind of this interesting blend of real life and fantasy in it. Uh, some of that is just because I've got an odd sense of humor, but part of it too is it gets the kids engaged. They're, they see things that are out of place and yet it perfectly belongs there. Uh, I've also got a lot of disability stuff within the last several years. I've really been able to expand that. I've got uh, service animals now that I didn't have a couple of years ago. I've got a couple of the Lego wheelchairs that came out. And I've also got some power chairs of my own design that I built on there. Uh, so there's a lot of different things that are involved in the building itself and stuff. When people take a look at my work, they often see a lot of themselves inside there. Okay. That's interesting. I didn't realize that Lego had the wheelchairs and all that. Um, so what feedback have you received from people that have seen that have, have seen, maybe, I don't know, maybe seen themselves represented in your work? You know, it's kind of funny because people just love what I do. I, I get people that have never seen my work or never heard of me and they see it for the first time and their eyes just light up. Uh, but then again, you also get the people who have been following me for years and see the project from year to year and they see the changes that are made and they're just totally amazed by what I'm doing because and I've had people say, oh, there's me sitting in the front row or me, they're sitting me in the back row. They, they just see part of themselves in there. They can visualize themselves sitting inside my work. And that means a lot to me. It means that they're paying attention. It means that they right. see something important well, within their own hearts. Now, these parishes that you're building out of uh, Lego bricks, um, are, do you pick them randomly? Do, are, they, are they parishes that have significance to you how does that work i never know what i'm going to build until i sit down and pray at the bricks i never truly know where the story is going to go until god opens the doors for me i can sit down and have a thousand and one preconceived ideas of what i want to do that very rarely comes to pass because sometimes god may want me to work on another section or put a focus on something else uh, a case in point, uh, for season 23, I've got a, a little bit better representation of an elevator to the balcony, which means I've got a, a wheelchair, uh, someone in a wheelchair sitting in top, joining the choir. There's a lot of little things that I can do to bring a light to certain issues. Uh, and it's just a lot of praying. So I never know where the design is going to go until I sit down with the bricks. Okay. Now you mentioned praying at the bricks. It's also the name of your blog on Blogspot, which I encourage people to check out too. But what is the, maybe you could speak on the importance of prayer within your ministry and um, maybe how we can develop it as uh, individual Christians as well. Prayer is the foundation of what I do. I find great comfort in being able to pray with my hands. When I am working on my projects, I am praying. When I am building, I am, I am praying. I lay all my troubles, all my concerns, everything into my hands as I'm building. 
I'm praying for the church. I'm praying for family. I'm praying for the situations that are going on around me. My work is prayer because that's I'm a firm believer in the power of prayer. Even when it feels like the storms are at their worst, I know that God has the day. No matter what we, no matter how bad we think things are, God has the day. And that kind of pushes through in what I'm doing with the, with the project. Hey man, what you just said reminds me of what Paul wrote in Thessalonians, you know, pray without ceasing. Pretty much our lives, our lives can be prayers while you're working, you're praying. And really that's something we could be doing as well. All of us listening to this, we could be while we're working, while we're driving, we could be praying. Obviously don't drive with your eyes closed, but you know what I mean? So what's, from an evangelism standpoint, and we'll get to the, some of the disability things that you've been very active in in just a moment. From an evangelism standpoint, though, what have you noticed about this project and how it evangelizes people? I think it shows people what the Catholic Church can be like. We have, there's a lot of misconceptions about what it means to be Catholic, as you know. Mm-hmm. And I believe that in some ways, I am presenting a positive representation of the faith. Uh, one of the comments I get is that my project is full of people, which is on purpose, because I believe that that's something that we should make a priority in our lives. The mass is the foundation of what we believe in. And I think that a lot of people don't fully realize how biblically sound the mass is, uh, one of the common misconceptions I hear people say, well, Catholics don't know the Bible. And yet, when right. you look at the structure of the Mass, how many different Bible verses do we get in a single Mass? We, we get stuff from the Psalm. We get stuff from, uh, from the Old Testament, from the New Testament. Uh, we cover the entire Bible uh, in a matter of years. Every, every weekend, and I think that's something that most people don't fully realize, and I believe that by, by showing what it is like to be Catholic, you're giving someone a more positive understanding of the beauty that, that the church can actually be if we allow our hearts to be open to it. Absolutely. Have you had any conversations with people about that over the course of your displays? Sometimes. Okay. I've, I've, I'm kind of one of those kind of people that will keep a couple of business cards on me. And when I'm out shopping, I will uh, pull out the phone, show a couple of photos, and I'll start striking up a conversation. Uh, I'm not into these constant uh, debates on aspects of the Catholic Church. I'm just here to be the evangelist. And I can share the faith in a creative way and share some positive aspects of it. Uh, I'm living, I'm living my personal message, as you will, as you right. see. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's very much important in this time of age, especially when there's so many attacks on Christian dignity as it is. Now, another aspect of the, another thing you're involved in is disability awareness. And I know that's one thing you want to um, portray in your, in, your, in your work. What are some things just as Christianity in general, what are some things that we could do better to help those who have disabilities? I think what it boils down to is attitude. A lot of people pass a lot of sweeping judgments on what disability is and what disability isn't. 
there's a lot of well-meaning people out there, but sometimes they go about things the wrong way. When they see someone that doesn't walk right or doesn't necessarily act right, they make the worst assumptions of that person possible. They devalue the person without even realizing. I think if we came in with a little bit more of an open heart and realize that not everyone is on the same plane as they are, that would go a long way to opening up doors to evangelization. Right. And, and over the course of your years doing the project, and you're a very open advocate for this on Twitter, by the way, which people sh- I recommend people go and follow you. What have you, have you noticed any um, improvement in this area? I think that there's always slow improvement. I think when you bring awareness to an issue, uh, case in point, uh, I recently did an article for my blog uh, on the issue of ableism. Mm -hmm. And one of the biggest surprises that I got from that was that a lot of people didn't know that what ableism was. And my reaction to that was, I was the exact same way as you until I experienced it. Uh, During this pandemic, I ran into situations where those with disabilities were not easily accommodated, especially when it came to the stores. Uh, When when you had well-known stores removing benches to prevent people from sitting down uh, and not offering secondary options, that, especially when that person has a mobility issue, yeah, that caused some problems. when you have people who tell you that you should watch mass on TV instead of coming in person, hmm. uh, especially when that person really wants to be there in the present, that causes challenges itself. These are people, oftentimes it's well-intended, but at the same time, it can be a little jarring. Well, right. I mean, especially when it comes to the mass, and for those that don't know, um, the Eucharist is like the focal point and you can't experience that on TV. No, you it's a, can't. It's a physical thing as well. Intentioned as that person may have been pretty much telling you stay home. Don't receive the Eucharist. It's kind of a hurtful thing. <laughs> yeah. Very, um, very. So what would you, John, what would you say to someone who maybe feels the call to do some kind of ministry? Some obviously God has gifted them with some kind of talent. Like you have been with, building these awesome um, parishes with Legos and maybe they're not sure they're hesitant with getting involved. What would you say to someone who's maybe wrestling with answering that call? I, above all else, pray on it. See where God is leading you. See which avenues he wants you to travel in uh, and be open to the will of the Lord. You never know where God's going to send you and, you have to be open to, to where God will take you, even if you don't necessarily see the road opening up uh, or, or even see anything happening. It's just you have to put trust in the Lord. It's not always easy. Uh, I can certainly tell you the days of my own frustrations, but at the same time, though, there's an inner confidence that I have that, that God will help you in your time of need. And if you feel that call, pray on it. And to someone who says, well, I feel the call, but I don't have any talents. Ask God to show you what your talents are. Don't be afraid to ask God for help in that. Uh, You might be surprised. And your talent may be simply being willing to listen, being willing to pray for others. 
there's um, there's an unlimited amount of talent out there. People, all you have to do is just put their heart, mind, and soul into prayer to see what that is. And I think misconception sometimes is um, people think ministry is, you know, pastors, priests, deacons, whatever the case is. But case in point, you're building Legos. You're reaching people with these things. And pretty much anything we can do, anything we're talented with, can be a ministry. What what would you say to that? I believe it. I see a lot of lay people out there that are doing some amazing things uh, with their work. Uh, A lot of it having to do with writing. Uh, Mm -hmm. Blogging has become a very huge thing these days. And at the same time, I I think that there are a lot of talented writers. There's also a lot of talented artists out there, too. And some of whom, uh, there's I forgot the gentleman's name, but he does these beautiful pictures of saints. Uh, In fact, he actually did one of uh, Blessed Slash Casey not too long ago that was beautiful. So I want to talk about, well, just for, just for a, a brief moment, for those listening, when John is building these parishes, they're not those little 200 piece um, sets that you may see in Target. Okay. John, how big are these things? <laughs> season, season 23 measures 47 inches long by 25 inches wide with a height to the tip of the bell tower of at least 23 inches. Uh, and that includes a full detailed interior, a full, uh, just everything inside. <laughs> these, these things weigh about 80 pounds. How many and pieces pro- did that one take? I would say close to 30,000. Yeah, so think about though, so everyone listening, think of those, the biggest pieces that you could, those biggest, those big contraptions you see in Walmart, Target, whatever the case is. And what John is building are multiples of this. So it's a, it's a big undertaking that he does. How do you transport these things? Carefully. <laughs> uh, the, the project itself can actually fit in most midsize SUVs. Uh, and the, it's wide enough that it can fit through most doors. So because it sits on its own plywood station, uh, it just makes things easy to transport and set up. <laughs> okay. During the course, and I have to ask, during the course of transportation, did, did any of them ever like fall apart or anything like that? It happens every so often. Uh, someone accidentally knocks down a bell tower. <laughs> or some other, or worst case scenarios, it actually slides off the workboard. Oh, wow. I've had that happen a couple of times. Accidents happen, and it's just a matter of figuring out the best way to fix it. And sometimes you can very easily. It's like season 20, the brought back the project, the bell tower shattered. Uh, 20 minutes later, I had it fixed and rebuilt. So things happen. Yeah, I think I've, one of the last times we talked, you were telling the story of the bell tower falling down and the person by it was freaking out. Like, yes. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And then you're like, it's no big deal. We got it's, this. It's <laughs> like 20 minutes, 20 minutes later, I sent, sent her a message, fixed it. <laughs> Probably a big relief on her part. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, it's like things happen. But then again, that's why I like to be present for the displays. That way, if something does happen, I can take care of it right away. Right. And I can only imagine the response that kids have when they see some of your projects. Can you share a couple of those reactions from some from the kids? The kids just love it. 
they are swarming around. They're looking at all the details inside. I've had, I had one girl who saw R2-D2 and she was excited about that. Uh, she was just pointing out every little detail that she can imagine that she saw. And which to me means that they're paying, the kids are paying attention. Yeah. Whether we realize it or not, kids are paying attention to the things that we're showing them. And if we can plant seeds in their heart, when they see my project, they see, uh, as they keep getting older, they see the importance of the mass. That'll stay with them. So, John, I thank you for your time today. Can you tell our, and uh, obviously follow John, and can you tell us where to follow you on social media, what your blog is and all that good stuff so people can follow you? So I've got the Facebook page under Lego Church Project. You can find me on Twitter under the KC8WZM tag, my amateur radio call sign. I've got the blog, Praying at the Bricks, but also, too, I've got uh, Substack now under the same name, Praying at the Bricks. Awesome. And, and the new issue, uh, issue seven, should be coming out uh, later this week, I think. Great. Well, everyone, pray for John. Pray for his family. We're not going to say what's happening, but there's some stuff happening. Just pray for his family right now. Yeah, I really appreciate it. And um, pray for his ministry. And John, thank, and follow him. Please follow him. He's a great follow. John, thanks so much for your time today. All right. Appreciate it so much. Thank you so much, man. Great for yeah. Thank you for having me on. My pleasure. God bless you. God bless.